We'll move then on to Lynn Mansfield, who is the chair of Sadiba, um, who will give us an overview of the situation across the region. Lynn. Actually standing up, I was sitting in that chair freezing. I hope no one else is freezing. Um, Sadiba start, started in prior to 2008, looking at, at all the uh, possible radio technologies. And we looked at IBOC in America, um, it's very good standard. We looked at uh, XM radio, uh, at the time world, world Space was also there. And we looked at what would fit in, into our spectrum plan being uh, part of ITU Region 1. And we published a paper in 2008 that is, is posted on the Sediba website, sediba.org, which indicated that our findings um, said that the two standards that we recommend with DAB at the time, prior to DAB plus, and, and DRM. And we are still of that opinion, and as uh, Demokatsu said, the trials that, that we've done, we formed a joint collaboration with the NAB um, because the, we had different membership. So instead of doing two independent trials, we um, formed a working group, uh, Sadiba NAB working group, to manage these trials and to set out what we wanted to attain. And, and we had a huge assistance in the trials, particularly the DAB trial from colleagues in, in Australia. We learned a lot from the, what they'd done, what was successful, uh, what had failed. So we, we started the trial on a very good basis. Um, we wanted to ensure that we could receive in the very same environments, in underground parkings, that FM would work, that we could also receive DAB. Um, and then the DRM trial was spearheaded by, by Radio Pulpit. And the results of both those trials are posted on the Sediba website. Um, and they have been given to the regulator. And basically what we'd set out to prove, um, we substantiated the fact that FM could remain and we were simultaneously broadcasting DAB+, plus, uh, DRM and medium wave and FM in the same uh, geographic area without any interference. So I think that was, was um, so what we'd set out, we, we, pr we proved that it would work in the South African uh, environment. And I think we, we would like to extend a, uh, a big thanks to Centec. Centec um, brought a huge amount of money to the party to put in all the, the infrastructure, the transmission infrastructure to do these trials. Um, I've got a, a full presentation which we can just touch on, um, but it would be made available for you to go through. And any other documentation that you require would be posted on the Sediba website. We also <coughs> engaged with, with the SADAC countries because there's a lot of people commute with their vehicles between uh, countries in, in uh, Southern Africa. And if 
Somebody drives from South Africa into Swaziland and the radio stops working in their vehicle. Uh, it is problematic. So we engaged and attended a meeting in, uh, a SADC meeting in Namibia, in Swakopmund, where we gave presentations. And also in, on the 16th of, 15th and 16th of March 2016, there was a big SADC meeting to discuss digital radio in uh, Maseru, uh, Lesotho, and they issued a report which also indicated that um, in the SADC region, the recommendation was to adopt uh, DAB Plus and, and DRM as digital radio standards. This report was adopted by the, the SADC ministers, and from that, uh, meeting, I can find no further work that has been done within the SADC. But the independent countries um, are uh, doing a lot of work on digital radio. We've attended a, f a few conferences in Uganda, and they're very keen to, to go DAB+. I'm not sure what they, they're thinking about DRM. And uh, there's just recently been a, a conference in Zambia, which a lot of people attended, unfortunately. I couldn't make it uh, to discuss digital radio. So I think it is, like Demokatsu said, it is still one of the most important mediums for people to get information and entertainment in Africa, um, radio. Um, and on the <coughs> 25th of June, the uh, Minister uh, Nombula Mokanyani gave a press release, and I'll just read um, from the press release. She said, Following the successful trials in South, South Africa of digital radio broadcasting technologies, Communications Minister Nombula Mokanyani said on Monday that she will issue a policy directive to the regulator ICASA in the next few weeks to pave the way for the development of, of a licensing framework. So that is very positive, and we're expecting some document to go through to ICASA that can really kickstart this. I think ICASA is, is, is well advanced um, from the hearings that will be held from the 11th to the 13th. Um, we should have a very good direction of where digital radio is going in South Africa. The minister further said, it is unlikely, however, that analog radio services will, switch, will be switched off anytime soon. Millions of receivers, including radios and cellular handsets in use in South <coughs> by South Africans, are unable to receive digital radio broadcasting. It will be likely for be many years before digital receivers reach any sort of mass adoption in South Africa. <coughs> so I know that was a, was a scare in Australia when the car manufacturers were saying, should they discontinue the FM uh, receiver in, in the vehicles? Um, and from what we see now, uh, FM will remain as, as part of the package. We've uh, also been engaging through, through the trial, we've been engaging with the automotive industry in, in South Africa, um, and we've been very supportive of this process, and there are many vehicles in South Africa that are, come standard with the DAB radio. The problem that we've found is that to get competitive automotive people together at one venue, to display their different vehicles. If, if the one uh, big manufacturer is there, the other one won't attend. Uh, so 
all the functions that we've done. And uh, we've recently held a showcase, a digital radio showcase at, at uh, uh, Centec that was arranged by Centec that was well attended. The Deputy Minister of Communication were there, ICASA councillors were there, and there's a lot of enthusiasm uh, for digital radio. So I we can go through the, if there's time, we can go through the presentation. Um, I think we've touched on that. That is also we touched on. The big, the big problem that, that we have, and I think many markets around the world have it, is the congestion in the FM band. And the last three uh, FM frequencies in the secondary markets that the CASA um, put out an invitation to apply, there were 32 applicants for three frequencies. So that shows the appetite that there is still for new entrants to enter the, the radio market. And I think the, the question there was, you know, some people desperately are hanging on to, to streaming radio. Um, hopefully, if this is introduced, that at one point in time, um, they'll also be able to get onto um, mobile radio that can be received by a commercial receiver. The issue that, that we have um, at the moment, and part of the trial was we did not want to wait. We, we know that band 3 has to be vacated because the, the spectrum that has been allocated in the South African band plan and registered with the ITU in band 3 uh, for the DAB plus multiplexes will not be available. Um, and the process in, in the near future, the process that, that still needs to happen is Centec has the networks up and running. Um, it is running largely on um, SFNs for DTT in, in the main metropoles and MFNs in the rest of the country. And the plan would be to move from that uh, frequency plan to a new frequency plan which is province-wide SFNs that will allow the introduction of uh, seven uh, national multiplexes. So once everyone has a receiver all the frequencies at every transmitter <coughs> in the country bar I think seven transmitters have to change frequencies to fit in with the new uh, frequency plan without any interruption to the viewers. It is not an easy process. So only at that point can analog be switched off. So it is a lengthy process. I know there's been uh, discussions in, in the political sphere to say the aim is, is June 2019. It, it is highly unlikely that, that we'll be able to achieve that. So I think Frank's plea to the regulator um, to look at Channel 13 in the meantime, at least we can, in, in the main metropoles, um, license some DAB plus commercially. And, uh, you know, the framework will determine whether it is different radio stations in, in each uh, uh, metropole or the same radio uh, station in, in across the country. I think the, 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 the large-scale rollout will really actually only be able to happen once analog television is switched off. Um, the, <coughs> the big issue that we, and I think D Darren will, will, will he, uh, head into that about the receivers, 
But the receivers, uh, DAB Plus receivers, are becoming quite affordable now um, compared to where they were a few years ago. And we've got um, outside a, a whole bunch of, of typical receivers that are available in retail um, in many parts of Europe and in Australia that um, you, know, you can buy off the shelf. And there, there are a few um, retail outlets in South Africa that we've seen a few DAB receivers already. The, the price is quite high. Um, and and uh, so I think, you know, that, that would also be, so once, um, <coughs> once the radios are affordable. One of the issues <coughs> that, that we've picked up with the, the, the two digital radio standards is the present non-availability of, of receivers that can receive DAB plus and, and DRM medium wave. But in the future, who knows, they may surface. Um, but, you know, the developers are not going to develop something if there's no need um, in the market, a big driver for, for these receivers. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I think so. Any questions? Yes, Andrew. Um, why don't you use this one quickly? Um, thanks, Lynn. Um, so, given the fact that there is still probably quite a delay before um, DAB or DAB Plus can be made commercial, um, and the fact that you know data prices are coming down, uh, smartphones are in the hands of most consumers, and with 5G looming, you know, sort of by 2020 or thereabouts, do you think there's any chance that we might have even sort of missed the bus on this technology, and that that you know, streaming will be so ubiquitous in the next two to three years that, uh, and, and, the, and the entrance, to the, the uh, ability to stream on the internet for virtually, virtually free for content providers will almost render DAB plus non-affordable non or non-necessary. I think many years ago, there was a statement about video killing the radio star, and uh, it hasn't materialized. So I think there will always be a place for radio, and, and radio's strength is, is the fact that it's a portable medium. You can take it where you want, want to. So I, I see streaming as, as a brand enhancement for the traditional radio. I, I do not see it as a replacement. I'm, I may be wrong, but I do not see it as a, as a total replacement for radio. So I think you know people around the world are investing a lot in in digital radio technologies. The uptake is good, and, and I think Darren will will give an indication of what is happening. So yeah, I don't see it as a fear. Darren, you have um, a response to that? Yeah, well, um, I won't go into it too much because it would completely ruin the slides that I'm about to present. But um, there is a section on my presentation that talks about mobile, um, and actually, World DAB has compiled a lot of the research that exists out there looking at whether 5G could work for radio um, and the economics of that as well as the technical side. Um, but I'll save that for my presentation so you can look forward to that. <laughs> and, and I think the other thing is, you know, is, is people, a lot of these technologies, uh, people, a lot of hype until they get their bill at the end of the month and they see what their data has cost. 
So I think the introduction of, of a DAB plus receiver into the LG uh, phone um, is, is really the way to go. Uh, that people can, can use that device to receive traditional uh, radio, but at, at no cost. Um, Lynn, is it likely that, um, that South Africa will adopt both standards, DRM as well as DAB plus? Will make space for both of them. I, I think the, if you can see the discussion paper, and, and as I said, in 2008 we, we looked at it, and there may be a place for, for both standards, um, looking at the more rural areas of South Africa. But if we make provision for, for the two standards, broadcasters can elect as, as to which standard they want to be on. And I think the licensing regime um, is going technology neutral, if you look at the ECA. Um, so when the broadcaster issues you a license, they issue you an individual sound broadcasting license or a, a class license in the, in the, um, for the community radios, and they issue you a spectrum license. So if a broadcaster elects and says they want to be on DAB Plus and, and DRM, uh, there's nothing stopping them. Um, but, you know, the time will tell as, as to where people go, uh, the uptake. So in, in, in the metropolitan areas, um, you know, there'll be a strong presence of DAB Plus, I see. And in the more rural areas, there may be an uptake on, on, on DRM. Um, because there's some, some parts of South Africa, the mountainous areas around Komcha, Valley of a Thousand Hills, they're very, very difficult to cover with traditional uh, FM or any um, uh, terrestrial um, broadcasting um, transmitters. So, you know, as I said, there may be, and there are some of our members that, that have done, Charles invested a lot in, in um, DRM and uh, want to pursue that. So uh, the, the minister's speech also makes provision um, the press release also s indicated that they're, they're looking at the two standards. Mm. But you're suggesting the key constraint would be receivers? Yeah, I think as, as, sides, as, I as a broadcaster or a signal distributor, you know, you can do what you want to and, and push a technology, but you're in the hands of the consumer to go and purchase a receiver of some sorts. Um, so, you know, if, 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 if you go as a consumer into a retail store, and there's a whole array of receivers that give you different features at different prices. You can make an informed choice as to where you want, want to buy. Um, so as you know, we will see what is happening in India. If there's a large uptake in, in DRM, the receivers' prices may come down, the choice may increase, um, but you know, time will tell. Thanks. Any other questions? Yes, over there. Uh, good morning, Lynn. This is here from Centec. Just want to know the cost for community broadcasters because with DAP Plus as well, you know, it, it used the model of an ensemble. We've seen it with DDT in that once you go that approach, you know, and then the cost for community broadcasters becomes high. So won't we have the same issue with, with DAP? Thanks. Sorry, I, d I didn't get that one, Cecilia. 
No, no, I'm saying in the cost for the yeah. community broadcasters. Rather than that, you know, with DAP, you have a one ensemble point, yeah. then you are distributing from there. So wouldn't that cost them more to, to transmit? I think we, there are three tiers of broadcasting in, in South Africa, um, co uh, community, commercial, and public broadcaster. So we need to make provision for all three tiers of broadcasting in, in whatever we decide. And I think uh, Frank may, may be able to give us an update of where they are. Is, is the next move would be to test uh, low-power DAB. And, and we've elected Cape Town to do that trial. And very cost-effectively uh, for a community radio service, you can broadcast on, on DAB+. Um, so that would be the next phase and the next application to the regulator, is to assure that we can carry. But throughout the trials, um, we had 70 participants in, in our trial through the trial period on DAB+. And we ha always had a mixture of commercial community and, and public broadcaster services on that trial. So definitely the next move would be to say, how do we do it affordably for the community broadcasters on uh, a low scale, uh, low power um, DAB plus. So that trial, once it costs us licenses, will kick off. Okay. Yes, one more over there. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you, Ms. Monsfeld, for, for the, your presentation. I just had this confusion with, not confusion as such, but a problem where the, if, if we're going to adopt two standards of DAB plus as well as DRM, but then the, 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 the receivers are completely separate. I mean, if I'm a consumer, I don't think I'll have the, the, the resources to buy a DR, DR, DAB plus receiver and DR, another receiver for, for DRM. So I just want to suggest that um, you should probably consider advocating for, for, for receivers which are combined together, just like we have shortwave and, and FM in one we used to <laughs> um, in the past, um, shortwave and, 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 and FM in, in one receiver, even in cars. But for now, I mean, we have cars which are only going for DAB plus and and so on. I haven't seen any car with, with, with a DRM receiver and so on. I think that will be a, a problem and a stumbling block in the future. Yeah, I think that I did allude to that. And, you know, the chipset manufacturers will do the development if there's a, a requirement and somebody places orders. Um, they're not going to do it on, on risk. So the digital radio policy and the regulations we need to think long term. And if you make provision for, for these the technologies, um, it's not to say you're forcing anyone to go into any, any one of those two. But there are definitely two uh, trains of thought in South Africa um, that, want, that want to introduce DRM. And, and the, you know, this, there's nothing wrong with the technologies. 
either technology, but the, the, the availability of receivers and the cost of receivers. But in the next two or three years, who knows what's going to happen. But at, at the moment, um, if, if you want to receive both, you need two separate receivers. Okay, thanks very much. Um, thanks, Lynn. Let's give him a round of applause.